It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. I just concluded one of my favorite weekends in a while. 420 celebrations, a dinner party with friends I haven't seen in a while, driving along the Sonoma Coast, reconnecting with Mother Nature while she's in full bloom, all with perfect weather, sun-grown weed, and Sonoma County wine. I was giddy all weekend. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toke. When I got home on Sunday, I totally nerded out in honor of Mother Earth. I took a couple of quizzes on EarthDay.org to test my knowledge on climate change and oceans and plastic pollution. I'll have you know, I nailed the climate change quiz. But I was shocked at how much I didn't know about the plastic problem on our planet. I mean, I know it's a huge problem, but it is exponentially worse than I thought. Did you know plastic never really goes away? Currently, there is about one ton of plastic for every three tons of fish in the ocean. And over hundreds of years, it continuously breaks down into microscopic little pieces that get consumed by those poor little fish, which, by the way, will be outnumbered by plastics in their own home in 2050. (laughs) They're going to get run out of town by bobbing plastic bottles. And other marine life mistake plastics bobbing on the surface of the water for food and then can't digest it after they gobble it up or they get tangled in it, which hinders their ability to swim. 
Plastic bags are often mistaken for jellyfish. Totally see that. And they get consumed by sea turtles. While some of the plastic does make it to landfills and recycling centers, a majority of it ends up in the ocean, either through deliberate dumping of garbage into waterways, inefficient waste infrastructure, and simple littering. According to the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, at least 8 million tons of plastic is dumped into our oceans each year. That's the equivalent of dumping one garbage truck full of plastic into the ocean every minute. If nothing is done, this will increase to two garbage trucks per minute by 2030 and four per minute by 2050. I mean, that is insane. There are 51 trillion microplastic particles in the ocean today, 500 times more than the number of stars in our galaxy. And because of their size, it's nearly impossible to clean up. A big culprit of this is the personal care industry. I used one of those face scrubs with the micro scrubbing beads for years until my environmentally conscious friend Nicole showed me they weren't plant-based. And I was literally sending plastic straight down the drain. I was mortified. So I got better at reading labels in depth and became a more savvy shopper. This next plastic stat totally sucks. On average, Americans use 1.6 plastic drinking straws every day, totaling 500 million straws per day. Drinking straws don't seem like a lot of plastic, but clearly they add up quickly. That's enough straws to fill up 125 school buses a day, or 46,400 school buses a year. Seriously, people, go straw-free for fuck's sake. I've been straw-free ever since I learned that the repetitive muscle motion of puckering my lips promotes wrinkles around the mouth. Uh, no thank you. Save your lips, and while you're at it, you'll be saving the planet. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a win-win to me. While I'm on lips, let's talk about those plastic water bottles we've been addicted to for their sheer convenience. According to the Pacific Institute, producing a water bottle, including the plastic container and the filtered water inside, requires three times the amount of water that's in the actual bottle. In other words, every liter of bottled water sold represents three liters of water used. For context, the available fresh water that supports most life on Earth makes up only 1.2% of Earth's total water supply. And the possibilities of running out are very real in some places around the world. By this summer, 4 million people in the city of Cape Town, one of Africa's most affluent cities, may have to stand in line surrounded by armed guards to collect rations of drinking water. Next time you're tempted to reach for the convenience of a grab-and-go water, consider that you're drinking one glass and wasting three. <sighs> Seriously, buy yourself a stainless steel water bottle if you don't already have one. Or better yet, before buying one, ask a friend. Most people have a whole cabinet full collected from work events and festivals, and they'd be happy to share with you. I carry my pink hydro flask water bottle around like it's my whoopee. 
And if you're bad at remembering to do that, keep one under the seat in your car or in your city bag or your backpack, and you'll never leave home without it. According to the World Watch Institute, Americans throw away an estimated 100 billion, that's B, 100 billion plastic grocery bags each year. Not the whole world. The whole world doesn't toss that much, but Americans toss 100 billion plastic bags per year. And they take 1,000 years to break down. During their ultra-slow death, they are crowding landfills, clogging drains, and turtles' tummies. I encourage you to figure out ways to reduce your purchase of plastics. From reusable food and grocery bags to stainless steel travel mugs, to paper or reusable straws if you don't care about lip wrinkles, giving up plastic can be as simple as a single choice. When it comes to purchasing your favorite cannabis products, if they have wasteful packaging, I really hope you'll say something. These companies are still small enough to pivot for the greater good. Reach out to them on social or through their website. Tell the brand you're a fan of their product, but encourage them to simplify their packaging or ask why they aren't using sustainable packaging methods. Ask your dispensary if they have a recycling program for used vape cartridges and batteries and other cannabis product packaging. Definitely be mindful of what you throw away and where. I did a little digging and found that Cure Botanicals, creators of the K-Pen, created a program to recycle not only their batteries and cartridges, but any that you have. Bloom Farms, who I mentioned on the podcast last week, is doing the same thing. Next time you visit your favorite neighborhood dispensary, just go ahead and bring your used batteries and cartridges and ask where their recycling receptacle is. If they look at you like you have shit on your face, then you know they aren't participating in a recycling program. So you can inform them about these options and politely insist they join the cause immediately. (laughs) It's a no-brainer. But if the customers aren't asking, these dispensaries may not feel compelled to deal with the recycling program. It's an extra bit of work. But if you speak up, you can create the change. I'll include some links in the show notes for more information on these recycling programs and alternatives to plastic. After I finished the Earth Day quizzes, I clicked on the tips button and started looking through the list of things we can do to make every day Earth Day. I was curious to find out what on the list I already do and what new things I could try and build into my daily routine. There was one particular thing on the list that struck me as something I should be doing for a lot of reasons. During the global warming quiz, I learned that the electricity and heat production sector is the largest culprit, emitting 25% of global greenhouse gas emissions. Tip number 38 on the earthday.org list reminds us to turn off and unplug electronics we're not using. This also includes turning off our computers at the end of the day. I mean, just looking around my studio, I see a space heater that's plugged in that hasn't been turned on in a week. My Firefly vaporizer battery charger is plugged in, and it looks like the battery's full. And here's my cell phone charger plugged in with nothing attached to it. 
I can't see this right now, but I also know that my electric toothbrush is plugged in, and so is my water kettle in the kitchen. And I can't tell you the last time my laptop has been powered down for a proper siesta. So, guess that'll do it. That's my Earth Day, Earth Day pledge. I vow to not leave things plugged in, and I will turn off my computer every night. All living and electronic residences under my roof are now committed to powering down for our individual health and the overall health of our planet. You can't see this right now, but one hand is over my heart and one hand is waving at the universe. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) For those of you who grow your own medicine and don't rely on the dispensary, Consider upgrading to an LED lighting system for your indoor operation. That will help you lower your energy footprint. I'll have my friend Keith, who schooled us on indoor growing last year, back on the show soon. He's busy refining a lighting system and starter kit for personal grows. He'll definitely have some recommendations for us. For now, cruise over to the show notes at casuallybake.com to see some pictures I took of the majestic California coast over the weekend and of the cool vintage Earth Day poster I downloaded for completing my quizzes like a good student. (laughs) Mother Nature, she is a real beauty, and she needs each of us to do our little part in protecting her. What will you commit to making every day Earth Day? And now for your Earth Day public service announcement. (laughs) This podcast was longer than the average quote-unquote working life of a plastic bag before it is thrown away. Globally, one million plastic bags are used per minute and only 1% of them are recycled. Most of them make their way to the ocean. I know it's impossible to lead a plastic-free life, but please, oh please, be mindful and intentional when you do use plastic. And do your part for Mother Earth and share this episode with a friend. I can't be the only one who didn't already know this shit. And while you're at it, don't forget to share the gift of cannabis education with yourself, a friend, or a family member. Sign up at casuallybaked.com. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. I reached out to Bloom Farms to learn more about their e-waste disposal program because I didn't think the vape cartridges were actually recyclable. Turns out I'm right. They replied and told me that due to stringent regulations, California will not allow the recycling of the cartridges because of trace elements of residual cannabis left inside. In the meantime, they say they are still responsibly disposing of all broken and unusable battery components and stated they are fighting to make a legislative change to the regulation. When I find out what changes they're trying to make and what actionable steps we can take as consumers, I'll add it to the show notes so you can hop on board. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConX and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.